everybody, welcome to the Faith and Fandom Podcast. This is Hector Mirai, and I am here today with an artist, Ali Aftermath, for Captain's Comics Expo 2023. This was my second time being at Captain's Comics Expo, which is in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, right on the uh, right on the cusp of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I think it's technically is Charleston. I don't know how things work, but it's right there. Like I can see Charleston, so whatever it's Charleston. Um, this is my second time going back or my first time going back, my second time, uh, being a part of this show. And, uh, I had a really good experience last year. If you really care, you can go back and listen to the artist Sally aftermath from that one. Um, but, uh, this is one of those things, you know, like when we sign up for shows, we sign up forever in advance. Like I signed up for this year's show in like July. So, you know, it's been a hot minute. And, um, but with that, I was excited to do this show. I went last year with my uh, middle child, Bella, and we had some good adventures in the area and the community and just really enjoyed that. And um, I met some really good people last year. And uh, honestly, the uh, the people that I met last year were one of the main reasons I wanted to come back, plus just the general you know, kindness and good experience of the whole vibe. Um, so... Uh, Normally, when I'm doing a show that is more than two hours away, it's my general rule of thumb to go up the night before and get a hotel just because it can be a bear to get up in the morning, drive many hours, and then go set up for a show. And so I didn't want to do that. Um, But right... Before I booked my hotel for this show, I got contacted about DJing for a Future Farmers of America barn dance. And normally I would have said no, but a friend of mine is the FFA teacher person and a lot of students that go to my daughter's high school are involved in this thing. I was like, this is a really good opportunity for me just to be plugged in better to my community and uh, to just to the the whole it's a, it's a good community outreach and if anybody's going to dj for a bunch of my local high school kids i'd rather it be me um not just because i feel like i'm dope at djing but because you know i know it won't suck um or be gross so either way so instead of going up the night before and just enjoying the city uh i dj'd <laughs> in some western gear until later that night and then uh packed my car loaded up and got about three hours sleep before driving three hours to charleston so that in itself is its own adventure but you know what it wasn't bad um set the coffee pot to make coffee (laughs) uh right at the time that i was going to leave and we were out the door by four o'clock in the morning and um we drove straight there no stops And uh, got there, uh, unloaded, and I felt like I had a really good table position. And, um, you know, not that there's technically bad places in a show unless they stick you in a hallway. But uh, I felt like I had a really good table position. There's a stage at Captain's. It's at a place called the Omar Shrine in Charleston, uh, Mount Pleasant. And there's a stage where either uh, the... 501st or the Mandalorian Mercs 
set up all of their Star Wars stuff. So there's a stage full of Star Wars stuff and sets and costumes and a walking, talking R2-D2. Um, and then on the next day, it's like Ghostbuster gear. And it's also where they have all their costume contests and stuff. And I was directly in front of the stage. Um, so uh, when I saw Michael, who's the showrunner, first thing I said was, dude, thank you for the great placement. Um, and... <laughs> One of the other vendors was like, I want great placement. And, you know, it was just a joke, but it was still like, I, I appreciated where I was like wholeheartedly. Um, we got set up, we got the booth all nice together and was trying some different things, some stuff we've not done before. First of all, this was the first show with the new tablecloth um, instead of a banner taped to the table. Um, and I'll go ahead and say, the front of the tablecloth is fine, but uh, one of the reasons I never really wanted to do a tablecloth is because I personally know I'm messy, and if my kids or anyone else uh, uh, spill anything on that table, uh, it's going to stain. And so just from where we were sitting our cup down, there's like a color differentiation, and I'm not quite sure how I can wash this thing yet, but I'll cross that bridge. Um, but it did look good as it was. And we also had new stickers on display and we were trying to display stickers a little more clearly as well. So, um, Carmen and I set up the table, which is Carmen's my youngest daughter. Um, and we set everything up, got all together. And, um, then we had just enough time, uh, to go to vicious biscuit because she was hungry. And Carmen is a little bird. She is a tiny, she's the tiniest member of our family. Um, but she eats like a bird. She can barely eat half of a meal ever on anything. So whatever you buy, she's, she's not going to eat it. Not all of it. Um, and vicious biscuit is one of these places. Like, um, the only other place I know that's like biscuit head, um, where you get a giant chunky, chunky fat Southern biscuit covered in stuff. Um, and it's less than half a mile from uh, where the convention was. So we scooted on down. Uh, we got a shrimp and grits biscuit, which if you're in Charleston area, shrimp and grits is something you should get just because it's, it's a low country thing. It's, you know, to that area. If you're in North Carolina, get barbecue. Uh, if you're in Charleston, that area, get shrimp and grits. And um, so we got a shrimp and grits uh biscuit and some little beignets and fruit and you know we shared uh one meal and one appetizer together because again i know my daughter and she wouldn't eat a whole meal um so we ate half of a biscuit and did that and we just had a good time she had a blast uh there's this orange juice machine that crushes fresh oranges into juice and she just had a blast watching that but we went back and set up and you know it was, it was con business as usual um uh it was cool watching her just watch the R2-D2s and stuff. It was also a Pokemon event weekend. Uh, it was a Hoenn uh, regional shindiggery. I can't remember all the details, but it was where you could get a primal Kyrogi and a primal Groudon. And uh, so, like, you know, even in the slow moments, I was very uh, focused on catching some Pokemon. And uh, so was my booth neighbor. Uh, Penn was his, one of the guy's names that was next to me. And he was also playing Pokemon Go. So we spent a good chunk of the downtime uh, trying to raid together and trying to get people into raids. And we succeeded a few times. Um, but overall, it was a good experience uh, with 
uh, where our booth was, our booth neighbors. Um, we only had one real neighbor, um, but we did have a uh, older couple that was directly behind us that drew classic style cartoons like uh, Dennis the Menace-ish stuff. Um, and I want to say that uh, it had something with the word jam in it. Like the dude's name was Jam, like Sham Jam or something like that. I never actually talked to the artist. But who I did talk to was the artist's grandson, who was about Carmen's age. And he kept, uh, not, and I don't mean this in a negative, he kept coming over and like looking at the stuff at the booth and wanting stickers and, uh, you know, wanting Pokemon cards because we were giving out free Pokemon cards. And so he kept coming over to visit. So I got to know the grandson really well. And then his grandmother came over to chat a few times too to ask questions. Um, so those were literally probably the only two artists I interacted with at my table were the ones directly behind us and the guys directly beside us. The guys directly beside us, Penn and his partner, uh, were making like uh, homemade comic books. Or not homemade, but like original comic books and manga. Um, and they, and not a negative, but they spent the majority of the weekend debating over uh, characteristics and philosophies of anime specifically about Dragon Ball Z or different stuff like that. And, um, like I, you know, you can always hear people's conversations, but you know, better than just to jump in. And the only time I jumped in directly, like without invitation was when, um, one of the guys said that Goku really was a better father than Piccolo. And, you know, I got in there and just like, well, first of all, sir, and, you know, they had very valid points. They weren't like, you know, wrong or anything, but you know, I, I had thoughts as well, but we, we had a good time just talking with them. And, uh, so one of the, one of the people that I actually wanted to go back to this show for was a dude I met last year named Jeff Turner. Jeff is a, uh, volunteer, uh, at the local comic shop there, Captain's Comics, as well as a showrunner. And um, last year, Jeff was like genuinely probably one of the most encouraging interactions I had in 2022, period. And um, Jeff had like, a, there's a picture of me and Jeff in book eight, and um, I, he's got a thank you in book eight as well. But the first thing I did was like, I was like, man, I really hope I see Jeff. I want to give him a copy of book eight. So as soon as I walked in, before I even set up my booth, I saw Jeff, I took him a copy of book eight once I dug it out, the, one of the hardbacks, and gave it to him and told him how much I appreciated him and stuff like that. And we had a moment, it was good, it was good and encouraging. And then, um, you know, so getting to see Jeff uh, then was good. And uh, we talked a little bit and uh, Jeff's whole family is really involved in the con, and which I found out and I thought that was really cool as well. And, um, but he's just super cool dude, super encouraging. And, um, you know, and just probably the most vocally spiritually encouraging thing I've had this year. And that goes for church life too. Um, and, uh, so I told Jeff about that and, um, I told him that he had a thank you in the back of the book and he thought I meant like I just signed the book, not that his name was like printed in it. So he had me sign it and, um, and just kind of went on about it. And I'm not going to tell this linearly because it's a lot to go into. But so that was day one. Day two, um, Jeff came back again, really encouraging. And um, 
I told him I wanted him to sign my belt, which if you haven't been on my socials or anything, you don't know what I'm talking about as a, um, as a celebration of faith and fandom being 10 years old, because it's 10 years old now, which is weird. Um, as a celebration of faith and fandom being 10 years old, had a wrestling belt made for my Christmas present. Uh, the kids wanted to know what I wanted. I said, you know what? It'd be super dope to have a wrestling belt. Um, of faith and fandom. So if I hope you get to see it in person, if not, there's pictures online, but I got the leather of the belt specifically made white so that as I'm touring around shows this year, I can have people sign it. And so Jeff was the first person I asked to sign my belt this year. And when I asked him about it, and I don't think he would mind me sharing this, but when I asked him about it, like he got emotional and he says, look, man, I'm the tough one. You can't, you know, I'm not supposed to get up, cry or be upset about anything like that. And so like, <laughs> we just had a moment where like, he's trying not to cry and I'm not, I'm trying not to cry. And so, uh, he said, tell you what, I'm gonna come back and I'll sign it then. And, uh, so he went on back and, um, then, uh, in the time between when Jeff was at my booth, then, and when he signed it, his daughter, who's about my age, came by the booth, and we had good conversations about Coco, because um, she was wearing Coco Disney ears, and we talked about, um, you know, we talked about Firefly, we talked about a lot of different fandoms and stuff, and just had a really good encouraging thing, and she she enjoyed a lot of the stickers. Um, she picked up the sticker that I uh, designed after our podcast with Marissa and um, Baker. Yeah, Mr. Sandbaker, Mr. Sand. Yeah, I forget. I forget people's social names versus their real names. But I did a podcast recently with Marissa um, from Sun Happens, and she had made the statement in the podcast, "All hatred is self hatred." So I'd made a sticker of that, and so Jeff's daughter and I got to talk about that, and just had a really good interaction. But like, she told me how much that her dad had been encouraged by faith and fandom. And I told her, well, your dad really encouraged faith and fandom. So win, win. Um, and then, so right after that, Jeff came back and he signed the belt and, uh, he signed it with a passage from Proverbs three. And, um, you know, he, he, again, he just spoke life into me. He poured it into me. And I tell you, like, it was, it was a really good encouraging time for me. Um, just having these conversations with Jeff. And as he just continued to, talk with me and share with me um the time came and after he'd signed the belt where he was gonna hand the belt over to me and instead of handing the belt across the table he stepped behind the booth and um handed it to me as I was took the belt from him and I was sitting it back on the shelf where it goes and he you know grabbed me and he hugged me and um he uh he told me he told me, uh, listen, I know this gets hard and I know that what you want to do, that what you're doing is important. Um, he said that, uh, there's a lot of people out there looking for something and they don't know what it is yet. And you're helping them find it. And he said that there's a lot of people out there with knowledge or there's a lot of people out there with information, but not application. And that information plus application is knowledge that I was helping put knowledge into people's hands. And um, he just encouraged me a lot. And then he told me, he's like, I know this gets hard. And I know you, there's going to be times where you feel alone and you want to stop. But he said, don't you stop. 
and he just kind of shook me a little bit. Don't you stop doing this. And, um, like at this point we're both like choking back tears and everything. And, um, then he just pulled me in real tight and he hugged me and, you know, like day to day, my hair is different. So like Saturday I had my big lion mane of poofy hair out. And then Sunday I had like my little samurai bun going on. And so like, when he grabbed me, he grabbed me, he like literally grabbed me by the back of the head and like held me in for a hug. And we're both like weepy and he just started praying for me. And, um, I can't, I don't ask for stuff like that. Um, I still feel we- weird for me to ever even say, Hey, I need, I need some encouragement or stuff like that. And so for him to, uh, for him to do that was, was very important for me. And, um, so yeah, that was, that was a big deal. Um, so Jeff Turner, super cool dude. Uh, there's a, if you look on the socials, there's a picture of Jeff signing the belt, uh, from the pictures that I posted from Captain's Comics. And, um, so yeah, Jeff was a big encouragement portion of my, uh, time there. Uh, there's another guy uh, that I had met last year, um, and uh, goes by Axe and um, ACTS, and he was one of the other people that I really felt a genuine encouragement from last year, um, and hoped I would get to talk to him again. And so almost all of Saturday went by, and I didn't see him. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're not coming this year. And then, like, literally with 30 minutes to go, he popped up at the table to ask me to settle a debate slash discussion about black panther and i was like oh you're here good and he's like don't worry i'll see you tomorrow and he came by and we spent like last year uh we talked probably a whole hour about river song and doctor who and here's one of the things like i can talk about jesus all day long um and i can talk about faith all day long but i think one of the things that really helps make faith and fandom unique and just gives me a good opportunity with this is that I can also, because I'm involved in a lot of this nerdy stuff is because I can share about the passionate stuff that I'm passionate about with that. And I think having that conversation with him last year about Dr. Who and River song, uh, genuinely helped us have solid conversations about deeper things as well. And we talked like an hour last year about Dr. Who. Well, this year we spent, I'm not joking, man. Uh, I believe we spent a solid hour and a half talking about Ted Lasso and how encouraging and challenging and beautiful Ted Lasso is as a show. And it was wonderful. It was just a really good Ted Lasso conversation. And we kept talking about stuff like that. We also talked about Harley Quinn, um, the animated series. And we talked about some of the discussion of... uh, comics and the storytelling mediums and I was recommending uh Wonder Woman Dead Earth to him because he was getting into some Wonder Woman comics and we just had a really uh good encouraging conversation and um literally between the conversation between Axe and the conversation between Jeff Turner if I didn't accomplish anything else that whole weekend I felt like I'd done well and um so that was really good um again mission accomplished (laughs) with that uh but it was good and uh i had several really good interactions i had a woman that uh just was really 
grateful for the experience and she said I love this she said that when I'm watching stuff you know I always find a really good spiritual connection she never have anywhere to share it there were people there was a couple people that uh just seemed surprised by it which is you know of course a thing um book eight was pretty popular I I know that definitely out of uh the stuff that sold candles and book eight were the um most frequented thing and uh but yeah it was like i I, there were some really good healthy interactions there was there's also you know downtime and it wasn't like a non-stop flood of you know sales or anything like that because again i'm still in bible studies at a comic-con i don't expect everybody and their mom to be like jumping down my throat for this stuff um but it was good interactions and it was, I was able to be salt. I was able to light. I was able to be encouragement and to love on some people and to bless some people to give away some free stuff, to discount some stuff. Um, and that, that's a big deal. Um, and like just for the, the reference of it, um, I, I've always had a philosophy of, I don't count money at a show because I don't ever want it to be about that. So I have to file taxes though, because it's South Carolina and they're about that life, um, uh, for this thing. So I was going through it and, um, the table space for the weekend is $150. And with, um, (laughs) I made $151, uh, in sales this weekend. Now, am I a financially successful author? in this capacity no that's not a it's not a huge financial success you know just as a vendor or an artist and this is like literally i had a conversation with a uh, fangirling over jesus ashley cox uh on like friday over like look dude i go into this knowing that it's for the ministry and you know if i take an l financially it's you know i'm i'm aware of that and that how hard that is because we've been talking about uh her getting into the con space like in a booth setting and you know it's it's a it's a hard thing like somebody you know i've done one of the last shows i did last year um i took a 90 dollar loss just on table fee versus sales i made a dollar at this one like over the over expenses so uh you know i don't feel any kind of negative about that way and which is also just going to say which is why i'm grateful for our patreon supporters and um just the you know that 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 extra bit of uh padding helps this not be a detriment detriment to my family and so that that alone is a big deal um but and that's also another thing too is um carmen getting to spend this time with carmen was a big reason why i wanted to uh come back to the show um there's a bridge the arthur I want to, in my head, all I'm seeing is Arthur Darville because it's Rory from Doctor Who. There's a bridge that's Arthur something bridge, uh, which is the bridge that connects Mount Pleasant to Charleston. If you've seen it, it's got two giants, two giant like uh, V-shaped spires um, with giant cabling. And it's the big bridge out at the end of Charleston. And uh, it's a mile and a half one way over the river. And, uh, 
it's p- part of my goal slash tradition to uh, whenever I go to Charleston or to this show specifically to walk that bridge because there's a uh, guarded off rail that where you're literally at one of these giant bridges walking on the edge with a rail and so Carmen and I did that after Saturday we finished the show Saturday and we literally just changed shoes she put on socks and we walked this giant bridge and we it took us long enough to walk it that it was dark when we made it back which was another cool experience but we were exhausted and uh, we stopped at a Trader Joe's and got some snacks for the show and the drive home and we went to a place called Sesame Burger because I was tired and ran out of gas. Literally ran out of gas. at And so got gas at the gas station. It was across the street. Um, you know, ate, ate a burger, went back to our room. And uh, literally by the time we walked in the door, uh, Carmen was asleep and out. And so Sunday morning, got up and we finished the day. And... Um, you know, we stopped at a Bucky's on the way home, but, uh, you know, it was just, it was one of those things just of getting to have a good show experience to be able to love on some people and make those connections. Um, and you know, it, it was, it was a blessing to be able to do it. Um, Carmen said her favorite things were, uh, watching the costume contest because the way they do, they don't do a costume contest. They do a costume or a cosplay, uh, presentation a cosplay live i think they called it where they just bring everybody on stage to showcase their costumes and they don't they don't give prizes out because as michael the showrunner said you know he didn't want to tell three people your costumes are great and then 150 people your costumes are lesser and i appreciate that i'd appreciate that kind of attitude with it um but yeah so it was it was a pretty emotional high just doing all the whole weekend um conversations with Axe and Jeff and a few other people just really made it made it strong made it good and you know there was pretty encouraging across the board um I had I took Carmen to uh into downtown Charleston just to let her see the pineapple fountain get some ice cream and stuff before we headed home and I honestly had a rough emotional drive home um and I, I thought about doing a, uh, oh, what did I call it? Uh, the millisecond podcast where I'm just like emotionally dump, but rather, um, I've lost some friends in my adult life recently, in the last couple of years, friendships that meant a lot to me. And, um, I was struggling with that and like, it just really hit me hard on the drive home. Cause it was a three hour drive. My kid's asleep. Um, and just the quiet, I just kind of got emotional, but I'm actually going to write a chapter on it instead. I'm going to write a chapter on the Banshees of Inishir and, and, uh, about losing friendships. And I started the outline of that today. Also going to be writing one on, uh, My Hero Academia, Deku's, uh, darkening and redemption stuff in the last two books, which you'll also see playing out in the cartoon really soon as well. Um, but yeah, that was, uh. It was a good experience. Overall, really enjoyed um, my time. Really enjoyed the people. Um, grateful for the provision. And I, th- I do really think it's just like a little nudge, blessing, wink from God. Of He's like, hey, it costs $150 to do this show. Here's 151 You go enjoy that tip. 
Um, okay, it was just a good reminder. Hey, it's not about the money. It's not about that. It's about what are you going to do with the time I give you and the blessings I got in that time were really, really worth it. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, so Captain's Comics Expo is usually the last weekend in February. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind I will be doing that again as long as the Lord allows and this continues. I'll be there again. Uh, as I mentioned before, the Patreon supporters helped make this uh, a successful weekend. So I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, um, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, uh, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Jason Bullock, uh, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, Adam Davis. Um, yeah, I just, I appreciate all of you gratefully and, uh, just dearly for everything you do to, um, just help make this possible. So if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, you can just go to patreon.com slash faith and fandom. Um, uh, if you want to check out any of the chapters from the books, you can always go to faithandfandom.org and hit the blog section and catch new stuff there. And if you want to see any pictures or anything from the aforementioned stuff that happened this weekend, you can check out our Facebook or Instagram and uh, see some stuff there with that as well. Yep. So that's the Artist Alley Aftermath for uh, Captain's Comics Expo uh, 2023. And our next show on the docket is... Uh, Power Comic-Con in Florence on March 18th, 2023, immediately followed by GalaxyCon Richmond the following weekend. So for Faith and Phantom, this is Hector Mirai, and thank you for listening, for caring, and supporting. Bye.